Dave Nemo with you, and Tim Atchoff is with us on the program this morning. Tim, uh, welcome, and wow, getting off to a great start this year, and Happy New Year to you. Yeah, it's great to be here again. Happy New Year to you. It's uh, it's amazing how time flies. Uh, another year in the books, and off to an exciting 17. I know, and we started off on the second, so we got a head start on it. <laughs> so, uh, a day short here, looking at 2017, um, how are you feeling about looking at the next 12 months? You know, uh, I, I'm very optimistic about the next 12 months. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, a year ago at this time, maybe didn't feel as good as we do now, but we, we finished the year strong last year, and certainly I've been out talking to a lot of customers in the last three or four months, and I think uh, a lot of people were calling 2016 maybe a bottom-out year. They felt that uh, it was some of the things that was going on with their companies and, and with the economy and with demand in certain areas uh, that all kind of bottomed out, and we started our, our way back up. And, and so we're optimistic about 2017. And, you know, the, when I look at that optimism, though, it's not like it's going to be easy or it's going to start tomorrow. I think this will be um, a gradual but positive year. Um, certainly, we'll see what happens in that first uh, 100 days of this uh, next administration. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, um, people that are looking at that very positively. But, of course, we don't know really what's going to happen until it happens. And um, But I, I think in, for the most part, you know, as the year progresses, um, the, the companies that do see their – our customers do see their demand picking up. Um, we see, um, you know, ELDs coming in later in the year um, and just other changes that will happen through um, the this new administration. I think it's really going to be a good year. The ELD thing, um, you know, that's on that list of um, 232, the list of 232, you know, that's the new thing now uh, that a group of uh, congressmen in the Republican Party have put forth for um, President, uh, Vice President-elect Pence to bring to Mr. Trump. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that pans out, that and speed limiters too. But that'll be something that'll work its way through, I guess, the next several months or so. Um, you are one of the top COOs and presidents in the industry. I know you wouldn't say that, but we will say that. And uh, I know listeners want to know about um, what you see for the new year in terms of freight, driver demand, changes in DOT rules and regs, driver compensation. Uh, they also want to know what customers are saying about the new year. And I'm sure you've talked to a lot of folks towards uh, the last couple of months. Do they see demand changing? Uh, we all know this is a great industry to be part of. And for our drivers who are listening, they want to know what companies like yours, you know, Creek, Schaefer, and Hunt are doing not only to keep drivers, but also in attracting new drivers. That's a lot of stuff to cover, but uh, well, there is a lot. There's always a lot of ground to cover. This is trucking, right? <laughs> it is. Uh, let me let me uh, pick off a few of those here and uh, remind me what I miss as I go along because there is a lot there. Um, but let me let me talk first about maybe the customers and freight demand as I see those kind of going together. And as I mentioned a, a few minutes ago. Um, for the most part, our, our customers are generally optimistic. I think they did see some inventory things this last year get corrected, and I think we're seeing a steady uh, increase in demand. I think uh, you know much of what we haul as a company are, are consumer packaged goods, and and uh, while while fuel here at the end of the year has been going up um, overall, the, the price of gasoline is is reasonable for the consumers out there. I think people are are optimistic about what they'll see with respect to. Uh, 
um, personal tax rates and other things and job growth. So I think consumer spending is is going to uh, continue to improve, which will help um, demand. And and that will, of course, uh, help demand for, for trucks. And, and certainly then that means demand for drivers out there. And I think I'll flow into that uh, question about driver demand. I see uh, driver demand really picking up um, this year. Um, you know, I think a lot of companies over this, we've had a cycle over the last uh, probably three years where um, you know, we came off of a, a longer recession, and we had strong demand for drivers, and a lot of companies uh, raised pay as we did, and we filled a lot of trucks and grew. And then, uh, for maybe about eighteen months ago, the economy or our freight demand at least slid back. And um, a lot of companies, as I look at the, uh, the reports out there on, on primarily the publicly traded companies, shrunk back again uh, in the near number of filled trucks. So. I think as I see freight demand picking up again, there's certainly going to be demand for drivers and and, uh, increased competition amongst uh, companies like us to get those good quality drivers to come drive for us. So I think it's going to be a good year for the driver out there. Um, You know, we did a pay increase starting yesterday, and I I think uh, over the year, as as demand for those drivers improves, I think uh, we'll see more pay increases uh, across the industry for the drivers. And, and, you know, probably, as we've talked in the past, is, is something that is needed as as the driver pay maybe is not kept up with inflation as it should have. So I think it should be overall a good year for uh, the driver out there. Um, I know you also mentioned changes in regulations and the, and the 232 and some other things going on out there. I think what I... What I see, if nothing else, is is just a maybe a breather. I'll call it. Uh, hopefully, over this next year or two, where we just don't see a lot of new regulations and having businesses beyond just the transportation industry just being concerned about well, what's going to come tomorrow, and and what does that mean for for me as far as expense as a company or how I'm going to have to uh, change the way I do business or potentially lose productivity. So. I just think the fact that maybe we take a pause here for a year or two on on having a lot of new regulations will be a, a, a stimulant to the economy in and of itself. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I just went through a story um, in the last uh, hour about uh, bentonite mining up in Wyoming picking back up after a 20-year low, and that all has to do with uh, f- uh, you know, oil and gas exploration up in the, the Bakken and um, kitty litter, of course, but that's another story. Uh, my point being is that um, people are still are, are starting to gear up for some drilling, uh, new drill, new mine, uh, new um, not mines, but wells are, are starting to go online. Other ones are starting to restart. And this is because of OPEC and what OPEC is doing in terms of uh, tightening down on supply. Hopefully they won't go crazy like they did last time and cause, you know, $4 fuel and things like that. If we could keep that um, balance, you know, you, as long as it's affordable for gasoline, I think we'll be in, in good shape. And at the same time, keep the oil and gas industries viable, you know, so that we can can at some point create uh, independence, but well, that's a that's a real uh, a real fine razor's edge of balance, isn't it? It is, but a very important one. You know, we've we've seen in the last four years both sides of that swing. You know, where fuel's gone really, really high, and, and certainly had impacts on on our industry and on the consumers, but certainly great for the energy industry. And then we've we, we've seen it do the reverse, where 
it's gotten, you know, it was down and below $40 a barrel for a sustained period of time there and, you know, shut down a lot of, um, of rigs and that impacted employment and then impacted trucking a lot on, uh, particularly a lot on the open deck side. And, um, so, you know, finding that right balance and having some nice steady growth here, I think would be great for everybody. I know you like to, um, to talk with drivers, to chat with folks, which is kind of what you're doing right here, Tim. Uh, you you talk to thousands of drivers, and not just your own at Creek, Schaefer, and Hunt Flatbed, but other companies, too. Yeah, I, I really do um, um, like to get out and, and talk um, to drivers. I mean, I, I feel that they're the, they're the heart and the, the pulse of, of our industry. And if we don't have that uh, good finger on the pulse, as they say, um, you know, it's really hard to know what's going on out there. And, you know, I, I grew up as a, a farm boy here in Nebraska. And, and you know, I always knew that was taught what it's like to do a good hard day's work and be responsible and, and, and control uh, your day. And certainly that's what I see in drivers out there. So I really enjoy getting out there and talking with them and learning, you know, about who they are, what motivates them. Um, I feel it's a great way that, you know, that we, um, as a company figure out what are we doing? What are we doing right? What do we need to be doing differently? What do we need to be doing to ensure that we're providing a good job for driver out there on the road? Ride-alongs are, are, are very important. Um, what are some of the things you and uh, the folks there experience when, when doing ride-alongs? Well, I think the, the biggest thing I like to experience is really to get to, to know the driver that I'm I'm with. You know, I, I, I like to go out and do these ride-alongs. Uh, one, it's a very practical way to get from point A to point, a to point B as I travel, but to, to to, to be able to have that one-on-one time with the drivers, I mentioned I do like to talk to drivers, and a lot of that are short conversations. This gives me the time to really have a longer conversation, to see what a driver sees, um, to get out there and you know really understand what it means to be a driver. And having done that, I've also realized how important that is. And so we we here started a program to make sure uh, our dispatchers also go out and uh, do ride-alongs. And we've had over our half of our dispatchers go out there um, to work with our drivers every day and participate in this ride-along program and really get a get an understanding for what it is to be a driver and what happens out there on the road. You know, we, we give our dispatchers a lot of tools to say this is how a trip should go. This is when a driver will likely be leaving. This is how long it'll take. And this is how long um, it will take at the other end. But to realize that that's not how it always works is very important for our dispatchers. And, and getting out there and having them be with the driver is very important to helping them understand that. Yeah, boy, you you got that right. You got that right. Um, well, you're talking to folks. Uh, you certainly uh, ask some questions. Is there one question you uh, kind of ask all your drivers when you're uh, chatting with them? I, I do. I, I have a couple questions I usually like to ask. Uh, one of them is always first about us. How are we uh, as a company doing um, to make them successful? You know, we, we have a responsibility that for them to get the miles they need to, to make a living to support their family. So that's always very uh, important to me is how are we doing? And then the second, I always want to learn a little bit more about them. You know, what, why are you, why are you a driver? You know, why did you go get your CDL? Um, what, what really drives you out there? And, and it's, it, there's, always some fascinating stories when you when you talk when you ask that question well what, what are some of the things that they do tell you tim 
you know, we, we have a wide array of drivers. We get, we get a lot of drivers are out there for their, their second career. Some of them, you know, had, uh, raised their family, been at home and now want to go out and, and see the, see the country. Then you get just the opposite. You've got people now that just want to support their families and find a great way to go out and make a, a good living at doing that. And so they're, they're um, younger. They're just out of a CDL school or otherwise. Maybe they, they tried something out of high school that wasn't for them. Um, and uh, wasn't seeing a room for uh, pay advancement or independence, and they get out there and they do that. And then, you know, interestingly enough, um, you find uh, some people that uh, I was out and had talking with the driver of ours that was uh, formerly a uh, has a PhD and was doing research studies and decided that, you know, he wanted to get out of a lab and go out and see the country and just uh, take off down the road. So it's a wide array of things that really drivers are out there for. But I think the, the one thing I always find in all of them is they're, they're looking for a way to do well, not only for themselves, but for their families. And, um, you know, they, they see this as a way where they have a little bit more control over that and, um, you know, just a way to um, give back to uh, their families. And, and that's what I'm always amazed about. They're generally very um, unselfish individuals out there on the road. While you might think that's strange out there, you know, them driving by themselves, um, that most of them are doing it for somebody else. Boy, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. You have, you've made some changes to fuel stops, pay structure. Uh, uh, is the Cheyenne Walmart a good example to kind of talk about that a little bit? Sure. You know, some of the things is, you, you know, you learn, learn from one year to the next. And as we look at next year's is, is you know, what what do we do to, to help uh, to learn from those ride-alongs and, and what can we do to uh, make sure we continue to evolve our programs? And, you know, we, we get a lot of feedback from drivers on, you know, as many large companies do, we have um, – to provide our drivers guidance on fuel stops and and you know we get a lot of input from drivers on what are effective fuel stops what are ones that maybe aren't as safe as others or take a um, a longer period of time so we've got a program where we get our input from our drivers on that and adjust uh, those fuel stops uh, and make sure that we're being um, both economical and very timely in that and providing good amenities to the drivers along their routes and then on the other side the other end of that I think you mentioned is like what we do in, in some of our fleets that uh, provide, you know, different lengths of haul, different um, opportunities for them, like our Cheyenne dedicated fleet you mentioned. You know, in working with our drivers, we um, we understood that there are some routes on fleets that are a little bit shorter that maybe take um, more time to get uh, uh, the miles in. And so we've come up with pay plans where you actually get um, more uh, pay per mile on shorter length of haul in order to make up for that time. And we've had you know, good success in, in balancing that out. So a driver feels that they're being fairly compensated for the time they're putting in, not just the miles that they're running. And so we think that's a important balance that we've tried to work throughout this year. We have a couple other fleets we do that in, and some uh, regional fleets in the Indiana and Ohio area, uh, where, where sometimes they're shorter length of haul, but uh, very important and heavy freight lanes across the country. So again, just to Taking that input uh, across all of our fleets and and saying how do we have to adapt? How do we have to change to continue to make this an attractive job for our drivers? I want to double back just for a little bit on uh, why some of the folks have got into driving. You know, you mentioned that uh, you got PhDs out there, and that is not news to us. Uh, we discovered that years ago, and and again, there is no stereotypical truck driver. There never has been. 
the stereotypes came from uh, movies and TV, actually. <laughs> you know, there may be stereotypical right. actors who play truck drivers, but that's what sticks with people, you know. that That's what sticks with people. Uh, but I, um, I know that uh, when we talk about where drivers are coming from, uh, one of the things you really like to point out is the military, the veterans. That's right. You know, we do have over 30% of our drivers are veterans, and we've got a number of different programs that help them uh, become successful in their transition from the military um, to becoming a driver through our uh, VA apprenticeship program to our Patriot Fleet, where we have uh, certainly a group of, of veteran drivers out there that become you know, trainers for us and help um, pair up with those coming out of the military to come on with us and, and really understand um, the transition to civilian life, as they say. Um, certainly, um, veterans have have learned great um, discipline. They understand uh, following uh, rules or otherwise uh, from the military, but it's still a transition, and so uh, we know that's important. But, you know, really the reason we have done this over the years is just our respect as a company for the service that these individuals have put in for our country and, and wanting to then pay them back when they get back um, here in the U.S. A lot of them have served overseas um, and get out of the, their service that they can now provide for their families in another way. It really still ties in at the heart of what they want to do is to support their families, and we need to make them successful in doing that. You know, Tim, if you want to get advice about trucking, truck driving, the person to get that advice from is somebody who uh, is doing it, who has done it, and is considered one of the top tops in the industry. You guys have plenty of drivers who fill that bill. Is uh, And when it comes to offering advice to somebody coming into the industry, is there a, a bullet list of maybe four or five things that your drivers will tell somebody coming in? There is. You know, I, we do have a lot of uh, really good uh, trainers out there, and one of the groups I do sit with is, is the trainers. We have uh, all of our trainers come in every year and go through a train-the-trainer program, and, and, you know, it's a, really what it is as much as anything is a two-way conversation between us and them on what are they seeing in, in new drivers coming into the industry, you know, what uh, are some of the advice you're giving them, what are some of the things that are successful. And, you know, one of the first things they always tell me is that, um, well, yes, it is important that uh, we're providing a job for someone to support their family. They, the people have to understanding that, you know, truck driving is not just a job. It's really a lifestyle. Um, different from any other jobs where you can be home every night with your family. This is one that for the most part takes you away from your home for, you know, extended periods of two, three, four weeks at a time. So it's that, that lifestyle adjustment, um, that is, is really key. But on, but, you know, on the other flip side of that, the good thing about the job is the second point they often make though, but it, but once you really understand that it's great because, you know, you're out there, um, you're, 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 you're your boss in your own truck. Every day is a new day. Um, some days, you know, you could be, you know, have that long cross country load where you're every day you're behind the wheel seeing, uh, you know, many miles of new countryside. And sometimes the next day though, you, you have that, uh, challenging shipper receiver that you've got to work through, uh, plan your time correctly, get things done and figure out how, how, you know, you can be most successful that day. And that kind of goes to a lot of the, one of the other points they make is that, uh, um, a lot of new guys don't understand how important it is to plan. They think, well, I'll get my trip and I'll run my miles and everything will work out well, but you know, understanding the, the hours of service, the things that can happen out there on the road, 
that trip planning is um, extremely, extremely important. And when you kind of put that all together, it's it's then okay. Well, if I have to go through that much work to to, to, to change from a, not just a job from a lifestyle um, to, to get the benefits of that, but then I have to put my work into it. You know, what should I do? How do I get in there? And, and a lot of them are saying, you know, what they found is, is some of these people have um, the ones that have really done their research. You know, go to a good trucking school, understand what the industry is about, talk to a lot of other drivers before they get in. Those are the successful drivers that are out there. So I'd encourage everyone to make sure you take the time you put in. Almost like choosing, a, you know, if I was talking to a high school graduate and saying, hey, you want to go to college, take your time, make sure you understand what college you want to go to, uh, what career you want. I'd say that about trucking. Uh, and then, you know, last point, I think a lot of them that I hear from, and, and, it's, and we're seeing it more and more just because of, uh, of not just um, our society playing more focus to, but some of the things going on with uh, healthcare and, and DOT regulations is, is the driver's health. Um, it is a lifestyle, but it is one that can be um, challenging giving, you know, you can spend 10, 11 hours uh, in a truck a day to, to have the um, mental discipline to ensure you stay healthy from the beginning and, and put yourself in a routine, you know, get out, exercise, eat well, take a walk. Uh, when you're at the truck stop, go inside. Don't spend the whole time in your truck. Go inside. Talk to a few others. Uh, walk around a little bit. Uh, come up with a routine. So that's part of that overall lifestyle, too. So, um, you know, there's a number of things that I hear day in and day out from our, our trainers on what it takes to be a good driver and, and certainly uh, not as easy as one may think. Don't we know it. Hey, wow, Tim. Covered a lot of ground there, as I knew you would. Thank you so much. Looking forward to uh, seeing you next month. I am too, and uh, certainly uh, I, I, I love uh, you know a new year. It's always exciting, but I, I just as I get older, they just seem to go so fast. So hopefully, oh, yeah. 2017 will be a good year, but not seem to go as fast as uh, 2016. 